Welcome to Talking Far, Far Away. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. You are not a Jedi yet. Join Brick City Blockade as we discuss the canon of a galaxy far, far away. Hey guys, and uh, welcome to another episode of Talking Far, Far Away. This is a bit of a special one um, for us. Um, we, as some of you may have noticed over the last few days, um, we got some sad news that kind of affected the geek community. Mm-hmm. And that sad news was the passing of John Schnipp. Yes. Now, some of you maybe have noticed, me and Robin were going to be having an interview with John Schnipp very a few, soon. yeah, very, very soon. Yeah, well, previously. Um, but scheduling conflicts, and we were going to move forward. And then we got the news he had passed after having a massive stroke and didn't recover. I just want to say that John Schnett was the king of sweaties, as everybody's been calling him. Yes. Um, he was someone we could look up to to show our geekness, to show how proud we could be. Someone who, if you watched him on any of the collider shows, was very passionate about certain things and then was very critical of other things, like Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yes. <laughs> you can go and find any information about, <laughs> about his reviews through Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, but the tributes that have been pouring in from ourselves, Robin and I, Andrew, we've all been pouring in tributes to him. Um, Henry Cavill, he never met he posted um, Kevin Smith did the biggest thing I've seen and that was to be in Hall H and actually mention it Yeah, and that got emotional um, but when we got the news on Friday it, it hurt, it hurt yeah. really bad and this is a guy that for three years for me I followed made me laugh during certain dark periods of my life a few years ago. And, you know, he, he's irreplaceable. And he's 100% missed. Yeah. It's, that's that's one of the best ways to sum it up. I know I've said a lot across a lot of the other episodes more recently here at the Podcast Network, but John Schnepp is somebody that, here at the podcast network, and I've mentioned this once before, but not on this show yet, more specifically, is that when we started Brick City Blockade, and of course it molded itself into the podcast network, Collider was a big piece of exactly the format that we wanted to follow. It was everything that happened on Movie Talk and on uh, Collider Jedi Council, and the early days of Jedi Council when Schnepp would make his appearances and would discuss The Force Awakens and would really break down uh, what was going on behind the scenes in movies. And he took something that was very almost critical at the time, and what are we going to see from the film, and what are we going to see from these new characters, and something that was completely speculation just said, listen, I just want to sit back and watch this movie. I just want to see Star Wars again. And he really took what was so simple and something that we kind of overlooked as fans, and he brought us back down to that level of, this is a film that we just have to have a good time with it. And the legacy that John Schnepp, and I always see it as the legacy that somebody leaves behind, is going to be felt throughout generations within the geek community. Collider will never be the same without John Schnepp. Collider Heroes, more specifically, will never be the same. Any of these projects, I mean, Comic-Cons, fan meetups, they're not going to be the same without Mr. John Schnepp in the room. And... One of the best things I feel we can do, Scott, going forward as not just fans of what Schnepp did, but just fans within the the nerd community more specifically, is whenever we see a chance to pay tribute to this man and what he contributed, we do so. And we also remember at the same time that what would John want us to say and what would John want us to do? in these situations. It would be simply, and I'm going to edit this out, and I'm going to put a little TIE Fighter noise over it, his mindset would be, just go (laughs) with the flow, pick up a freaking comic book, and read the thing through and get enveloped 
in geek and nerd culture. And going forward, that's one of the things that I'm going to miss so much about John is the way that he approached fandom and just the careless of, you know what? I don't give to what anybody else thinks about what's going on right now. I just want to be myself and I just want to produce what I want. And I just want to be enveloped in everything that geek and nerd culture stands for. So, John, we will miss you. I know he's out there somewhere in a galaxy far, far away, wherever that is, and he's listening, and he's and he's really looking down upon the entire geek community, and he's saying, you know what, this is what I left for you guys, and this is something that I'm always going to cherish, and something that I want to continue on going forward. So we'll miss you, John, and deepest condolences to the entire Schnepp family, to Collider, and everybody who was touched by John Schnepp in the geek culture and everything that he left behind. You said it perfectly. And he did leave us something really special as he made a, a documentary movie on the death of Superman Lives What Happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, that's one of his passions. He was always curious about this, this, this project that got cancelled and yeah. the death and the interviews he did. And what he found out, I mean, it's one of the best documentaries I've seen in a long time. Yeah. I've seen a lot of documentary movies, but his is the best. He just got so deep into it. And he was planning other stuff for what I'm aware of. And I hope that his partner Holly is able to finish what he started. Yeah. Nice quote there from Star Wars. I believe she is going to finish what he started, and it will be a lasting legacy to to him. And yeah. there has been a lot of people talk online about he- heroes, and I have to agree with them. I think Collider should change it to John Schnapp's Heroes as a tribute to the man. Yes. I think it might happen due to this overwhelming response for it. Yeah. I think, I mean, what I love is when you watch watch Heroes, Heroes, George Knight would know exactly an issue. Well, he was in Fantastic Four 61 or Fantastic Four 260. Oh, yeah. He knew where to go. And it's just like, I don't have that kind of knowledge. Yeah. He does. And if I could trade places with his brain for a day, just to gain all that knowledge, it would be amazing. <laughs> it's so um, true. But, you know, he's left a legacy. And yeah, our, there's a guy on the Smallville channel on the Facebook page who's putting up daily videos of Josh Schnepp's greatest comical moments on the uh, Collider uh, yeah. movie talk. And there is one, I'm going to name it, where... Uh, it's the Anne, uh, Anna Kendrick movie where she's going to be with Sarah Claire, like, <laughs> I know the Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> basically, like, basically the premise is that Santa Claus is not well and his son doesn't want to do it, so <laughs> his daughter's going to do it. And she the first person to get asked what he thought. And he's basically, oh, man, why do you have to come to me first? You know, when I'm sitting on the toilet and... <laughs> doing some constipation and all that. <laughs> what I really think about it is, what, what, I think is, what is that I'm going to do? Jeremy Johns completely loses it. A friend, sorry. What's going to happen? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, That's one of the best ones. And there's so many he's done. And that one's just, even just the one where they're talking about Creed. Oh, yes. Like, that Creed should do the music. For the sound for the Mary Poppins movie, right? all you you got John Campion, Mark Ellis, and George Stepp doing like Creed, oh, yeah. <laughs> the acapella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the acapella 
bad boys, bad boys, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What they come for you? <laughs> bad boys, bad boys, bad boys. So, yeah, there's, there's a ton out there. Over the years, he's just made me laugh with some of the stuff that he's came out with, even with the emoji stuff, the emoji oh, movie. Yes. The, or Tetris movie. Oh, the Tetris movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going to make a Pez movie. I'm going to make a thing about this Pez movie. <laughs> or the Aunt May movie. We'll never see that movie now. <laughs> but there is so much stuff that this guy just like, he, he made people laugh because he was, as Mark Ellis put it, so great and his passion, his fandom, he walked the edge of everything. Yes. And he walked the line and he will be sorely, sorely missed. He's out there somewhere looking down and when Avengers 4 will come I will remember this movie's for John Shen. yes well said oh, I'm tight now <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's tough so that's our truth and also we don't normally do this but I think this will be a one off it's just if you can go to the GoFundMe page for George Schnitt yeah. and help Holly, uh, just donate five bucks, ten bucks. I think it's think about that latte you're not going to have and put it towards helping Holly pay for those medicals. And it would mean the world to them. I've done it, Robin's done it. It would mean the world to these guys to help out. Mm-hmm. And they've raised a lot of money, and I think we can help more. Yeah. I was actually just thinking about that the other day, Scott when I was just pulling through Starbucks and um, I bought my coffee and I said, you know what? The next $5 I put towards, rather than getting a second coffee later in the day, I'm going to throw that into the GoFundMe and help out because it, it really makes a, it, it, even though he's not with us anymore, there, there is the financial responsibility that's still involved in uh, what's involved in, in medical expenses and whatever else. And Holly needs as much help as possible. And we here in the community can offer that help by uh, doing our little part. And uh, I think you said it beautifully, Scott. Every penny counts. I mean, that that's truly what it is. Anything that you can contribute to helping out our good friend John Schnepp and where he is now and the... Uh, the medical expenses that are involved in this unfortunate event um, to help out Holly is huge. Yeah, and, it's, and this Comic Con is definitely dedicated to him. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I just think of the Aquaman trailer, the Zazam trailer. Yeah. Uh, he would be like blowing his mind. <laughs> yeah, sort of seriously. Uh, yeah, so like this is. Uh, the Zam drill is fun, and I can't wait to see that. That's another hot toy I've got coming now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so wherever you are, John, rest well. You know. We'll remember you. Don't you worry. Stay sweaty. Stay sweaty, yes. You're the king of the sweaties, and there always will be king of the sweaties. Yep. So, so, we're speaking of Comic Con. Yes. <laughs> well, we got a boatload of stuff to uh, break down yeah. here. So let's start off with the publishing news first. Yes. Before we get to the last part. So we have Claudia Ray returning for another installment. <laughs> and this time it's not a Leia book. And this is, to me, this will be the first book that I could think of in the new canon that's other than the Yoda story, it was in the comic book mm-hmm. about a month ago, about a year ago. But this one is set just before episode one, yeah. round about episode one here. And it's going to be called Master and Apprentice. And it's going to feature something that we got to see in episode one, but we're hoping to get more of. And that's Qui-Gon Jim mm. and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. So what do you think it will be about? Do you think it will be how Obi-Wan... Do you think this will be a story about Obi-Wan becoming Qui-Gon's apprentice? Or do you think this will be... I think that's what the story will be. Yeah, I I think we're definitely going to get a lot of the origins of how Obi-Wan became Qui-Gon's apprentice. Um, A lot of the origin story around why Qui-Gon 
had seen something inside of Obi-Wan that made him say, you know what, he's definitely a worthy apprentice of mine. Probably through the guidance of Yoda more specifically. I would love to see those early interactions between Yoda and Obi-Wan because we know where it ends up and we know how important those two relationships become into the training of Luke and understanding where his pathway is. So understanding how that started is huge. In addition to that, Scott, I really want to see... And listen, Claudia Gray does a great job with Bloodline. She does a great job with uh, Lost Stars, um, really getting into, like... And even Princess Leia... Or, or, sorry, Leia, Princess of Alderaan. I always get those titles confused. It's all yeah. Leia. That's what I like to say. It's all Leia. Um, it's Leia. <laughs> right, just Leia. We do get a lot of discussion about, okay, this the Skywalker lineage and everything. We kind of get some Force talk in there. But this is a great chance for them to really flush out and do a lot with the character of Qui-Gon Jinn. Because in his rise as a Jedi Master himself, in the training of Obi-Wan, he accomplishes quite a bit along the way. And we also hear... In episode one, that Qui-Gon truly did go against a lot of what the Jedi Order stands for. He did a lot of things that not a typical Jedi would expect. And I want to see what that looks like. It's not that we're going to see it, but we're going to read about it more specifically in a novel form with this. This is a great chance to really see Qui-Gon at what I would say his peak. Because he was exploring a lot of transitioning into the Force continuing to live on as this body within the force, even though you're gone, which is huge. I, I'm curious to see if Claudia even touches upon that a little bit, him exploring different aspects of the force and saying to Obi-Wan, listen, I'm working towards achieving these things. If you're able to follow a pathway, not similar to the Jedi, but still following along a path that's going to better yourself, not only as a force user, but as a human being, and we kind of see that with what happens in the Clone Wars when he gets involved with... I can't, I can't believe... The name's drawing out of me here. The relationship he has. Obi-Wan. Yes. Duchess Satine. Duchess Satine, yes, yes, yes. Yes, that's okay, I'll edit a lot of this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. I, I'll actually keep all this in. One of the... <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting a, I'm getting a cut it out from Scott. I, I'm very curious to see whether Claudia Gray touches upon Qui Gon's sense of what relationships are truly like, because we do see mm-hmm. Obi Wan build that relationship with Duchess Satine, which truly is a Qui Gon Jinn move. It's like, all right, the Jedi Order, you don't really have a determination in my feelings and whatever else. We see that with Anakin play out. There's, there's so many different things that we can tie a knot on finally when it comes to the path of a Jedi and to what is truly taboo in the Jedi sense and what is truly uh, seen as being a pathway that you have to follow. I don't mean taboo in the way that you think I, I do, but uh, more in the general, more more in the general sense of, uh, of, of what the Jedi order is, Mr. Scott Inch. I, I don't think there's much of that stuff happening in a galaxy far, far away, if you know what I mean. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, <laughs> <laughs> Those Gungans. Uh, I'm not even going to discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> that was my John Schnapp moment of tribute right there. Uh, um, yeah, I, I can kind of see where you're going with, going with that. I don't know if that will get covered because <laughs> I was felt quite on somehow managed to understand post-force after death, if you know what I mean. Mm, yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, so I don't know how you can do that when you're dead. But, you know, the Star Wars. We've just seen the Force change in mysterious ways throughout different movies, like they are flying into space. Of course. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I would like to see the relationship and uh, how Qui-Gon became Obi-Wan's master and what kind of missions he did and you know it, it's, to me it's, it's seen stuff before episode one yeah that's, that's what, a big piece that's a big piece for me um, I'm dying to get out of the 
era of episode one to episode eight. I want to get out of that. I, I feel we need to start exploring more of the galaxy because I, I do feel that we're, I mean, we've said it before on previous podcasts that even in uh, the recap Rebels, I want to see the, you know, the, the, the Sith and Jedi Wars. I want to yeah. see the Mandalorian Jedi Wars. I want to see all of that. I want to see that explored. I want to see it just come about. And pre-episode one, there's so much to explore. And yeah. who knows what we're getting with these uh, movies and TV series. Well, we know where the TV series is set up. The, the movies that are currently coming after episode nine, I have to think about that. Even though that's that filming, but that's a topic I really mm, Indeed. But yeah, so we'll wait and see. But um, I'm looking forward to this bit. Another bit that also got announced, and this is one I'm intrigued by. This is one, and it's done by E.K. Johnston. Yeah, and it's the, Yes, he did. I was like, you threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the Queen's Shadow, and it's the Amidala bit. Yes. And I'm looking forward to this one, because this is one where... I'm hoping, and I believe it should do, take place over the 10 years of episode 1 to episode 2. Wow, and a lot happened in between then, too. With Padme. Yes. So we know that the, the people worried out stand for re-election. We'll find out. I would like to know why she didn't do it. She kind of mentioned it in episode 2, but I would kind of like to have a more in-depth reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see which... We find out about she was about to get assassinated in episode two because she was against creating an army of the Republic. So obviously we want to find, I would like to see how that all came about. So how that started in the first place. There are, this is this is a timeline that's really, really gapish. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I would like to find out how can Dooku separate from the Jedi? I'd like to see how he sided with Sidious. I'd like to see this and that. So there's quite a bit there. And that's a timeline that can be explored in books and comics. So um, it has kind of with the Anakin Obi-Wan story. Yeah, but not in depth as much as this possibly could go. And E.K. Johnson, she could really take some of the uh, concepts that we saw even with the development of... Padme in the Clone Wars, I would even say. Like, some of these side missions that she went on that really showed, like, her kind of badass side to who she truly is. And that's the kind of stuff I want to see in this. You do want to see the political side of her, the really professional, but you also want to see where that Leia spark is. That's the thing I think E.K. Johnson could really show is, like, where did Leia get that spark from of that kind of rebellious, almost... I'm going to go on this mission. I'm going to try to accomplish what I can. Not afraid of anything that we saw with young Leia in Rebels and we've seen play out in the Princess of Alderaan book by Claudia Gray. Some of those same tones carried through Padme more specifically yeah. and see how she had those two personalities uh, within this galaxy far, far. I mean, she could do whatever she wants with it because she did such a great job really going in depth with Ahsoka and saying, you know what? She's not just this Padawan learner who grows up and, and becomes this uh, Jedi master. No, she truly no. is somebody who just w- simply wants to run on missions and try, tries to make her impact on the galaxy by doing good, by her own rules. That's it. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, there's just so much we can discover about her and how she, was, how she did become so fierce. Yeah. I mean, I think... Was, I think that when the, the Trade Federation seized the Naboo, I think that kind of yeah. sparked it. So we're going to see that come more develop. Also, that is one thing. Again, how did that all play out afterwards? And how yes. did the Senate? So that's it. There's so much storyline there that we're finally, I hope this book will answer. The politics. The, the politics of Star Wars that we've been waiting for in a lot yes, of novels. But, well, we've had it in Bloodline. We've kind of had it in some other books. Um, but this is the one where it should come into force and not have people sit around in semicircles. It's another thing for John Stair. <laughs> right, that's right. <laughs> I don't want to sit and watch people sit in semicircles. I've had that. Um, yeah, when you actually look at episode one now, it's all just, we're sitting around in circles. 
yeah, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, so that's one that we're really, really home to see. So Marvel also did announce their comic releases. And I think this one will get us really excited. Uh-huh. It's the Star Wars Age of the Republic. Yes. And it's very expanded to other areas, such as Age of Rebellion and Age of Resistance. Mm-hmm. Boy, boy. So what eras are we going to see? So obviously we're yeah. going to see more stories. And it's the heroes and villains. So we're going to get a... a, a this time with the Marvel comics, and I'm, I feel like we're going off... We're, it's going to become too much... Mm-hmm. I'd rather to condense it down. But we know the Polka Diamond comics coming to an end. Anyway, yes. My God, what are we going to discover? I would like to see if we do get more of a backstory with Palpatine, which everybody's craving for. Yes. Fair enough, we got it Darth Plagueis, but that is no longer canon. So will we get to see it in the Age of the Republic? Well, you know, how he became the senator and how he became Darth Sidious. And maybe we get to finally get Plagueis... No, you know, even though he's canonized by episode three, but an actual backstory. Will we go even further back? As I said earlier, we will go to the Sith Mandalorian Wars. Will we get that? Will this fill in gaps between episodes seven and eight? Mm-hmm. No, six and seven. Sorry, That's yeah, what six I mean. and seven. Yeah, seven. Yeah. So we've got heroes of that new republic. Maybe it might cover some stuff. Post mm-hmm. Last Jedi. I mean, we still don't know whether the Last Jedi uh, episode nine will be a time jump. I'm hoping it is. There's, there are a pair of rumors that could be a five year time jump. So, will we get Heroes of Resistance in there? Yeah. And Age of Rebellion, I'm guessing that's going to be kind of the rebellion era. Yeah. I kind of, I, I feel we're kind of starting to squeeze that dry just a wee bit too much now. Yeah. I agree. I think it would have made a lot more sense just to have the Age of Republic and the Age of Resistance. Just have those two timelines that bookend everything that we've already explored in the middle. Age of Republic for me, Scott, when I take a step back, and I love the Palpatine focus too, I would love to see the initiation of the building of the clone army. I want to see why Sifo-Dyas's name was thrown around by Palpatine to supposedly Sifo-Dyas was the one who initiated all this. But we know, in fact, that there was a little bit of manipulation that allowed the formation of the clone army. There was a lot of stuff that Palpatine was able to manipulate to be able to let this conflict the Jedi and have it be this overarching, uh, almost a uh, curtain that blinded them from what was truly happening behind the scenes. That would be a cool Age of the Republic focus if you are to take on Palpatine. Start with an origin bring that into his rise to senator and then his first move as we see happen with attack of the clones more of ending it off at this is what he did this is the giant curtain that came down on this play and kind of blinded everybody to really what he was doing throughout clone wars and what we've seen play out with palpatine since then that would be cool for age of the republic with age of resistance i think more specifically we're going and It's hard because I know we have this TV series Resistance coming out. And for me, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't save that to flush out some of the characters that we see play out in that series. If they don't Mm -hmm. take like the main character himself and throw that in there. If even if we see even just a little bit of Poe Dameron interacting with the newer characters in that part and just have that play itself out, too. I think that would make a lot of sense if you're going to touch upon the Resistance. Build some more backstory to to the early foundations of what the Resistance was. Or, in fact, go deeper into what happens politically after Hosnian Prime is destroyed. Really, that, that whole space of where they're just floating around. They're trying to figure out where they're going at this point. I know Last Jedi kind of touches upon it, and they're trying to, as Scott's floating around, um, you know, Last Jedi kind of shows us that they go back to their roots, and they kind of base everything off of um, Dakar, and they're trying to just keep their roots where it makes the most sense. What what was the political situation like? Was there any conflicts? Were people doubting Leia? Was there, you know what I mean? There's so much they could touch upon within, like, a, a, a smaller run, and if they touch upon different areas there. The Rebellion piece for me specifically, Scott, and I don't know how you feel about this, 
I think we're gonna we're gonna see the Rebels characters flushed out in that. I don't think they're gonna touch upon the Leia's or the Luke's or the Han's. I have a feeling that we're gonna see some stuff with Hera. We're gonna see maybe to be honest with you, give us some Zeb. Give us some of the stuff that he might have been doing early on. Give us a little bit of Hera and also maybe even show us what was going on. I guess you could say even with Rex, like what what was going on when they found them? What was their conflicts between the clones at that time where they were truly at? Because we are heading after Revenge of the Sith. You could essentially call after Revenge of the Sith the Rebellion line. You you could mm-hmm. call anything after that around that timeline. So that's what I would like to see specifically. But I like your Palpatine stuff with Republic. I think that would be really yeah. cool. I don't think they'll touch Rebels. Really? Uh, Yeah, I don't think they'll touch it because Rebels is... They might do it with Hera with... Maybe with Hera because she's kind of joined the war. Maybe Callus. I think Callus would probably get one. Could we see what they did with the Dark Horse comics and have like that Age of Rebellion touch upon what Sabine was doing on Mandalore? Could we see almost like that Dark Horse crossover? Because that's the feeling that I got when I heard Age of Resistance, Age of Rebellion, Age of Republic even more specifically, was like almost like yeah. a Dark Horse feeling to Come. it. Possibly. Uh, they haven't really given us much information at all, really. Yeah, about I know. It. That's the only thing. We're all just speculating here. I, it's, it's just a tough one. I just, I just feel like the characters from Rebels... Whole secret to where they are, and uh-huh, uh-huh. the, the the TV series. Oh, fair enough, we've had it in Forces of Destiny and with Sabine and Hera, right? And you know, we've we've got the Rebels book and A New Dawn, which is more a Rebels book than it is any other book. Um, I, I, to me, those characters are too sacred. Uh-huh. To be touched. I, I'm not. I mean, we've had the the Kane novel book as well, but I don't want anybody to touch those other than Dave Filoni. Also, I I after what happened with Kanan and Rebels, I feel if you touch that, you're kind of tainting Kanan a bit. I could see that. Yeah, and I don't want that guy touching me. You know how much I love Kanan. Oh yes. Um, if they made a hot toy Kanan, I'd be on my shelf tomorrow. More hot toys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't think they'll go that, but I, I think they might go with Wedge and Porkins. Maybe see how Porkins. <laughs> that would be great comedic relief to have a Porkins one. Oh yeah. man, Jim Robert should uh, go nuts for that. Yeah, uh, and maybe Dak. I mean, you, me, Sean, James, we have our <laughs> Dak moment. That's an end joke. Everybody's listening. Yeah. yeah, that's an end joke. So you may get that. You know how people feel about it after that died. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe, you know, there, there, there is stuff Wedge. They might do a story of Wedge. We all know where Wedge is, but we would like, I would like to see something more with Wedge more. Yeah, that would be cool. he's probably running separate missions yeah to be honest with you wedge always comes off to me as like the poe dameron of that time period yeah yeah the one that's he's always every time you see him he's just sitting there next one or a a snow speeder or or something he was doing a lot more yeah well rebels kind of covered that yeah he was running separate missions yeah yeah so maybe maybe just like get wedge in there a wee bit more Mm. That is character. I, I think you're right. I don't think they'll touch Leia, Luke, and Han. Yeah. Uh, the, the, that's their stories continued in Star Wars. Yes, correct. So, yeah, I don't think they'll touch that. But you know, we'll wait and see. I mean, as I say, we're only speculating here. Yeah. So this is the next one that came up, and this one I think is going to be nice. It's Vader's Castle. Oh, the Halloween series. Yes. Now. We we saw Vader's castle. It, it was in Legends. Mm-hmm. And it was finally canonized and Rogue One. Right. So we're now going to get more stories from Vader's castle. I'd like to see how. I'm hoping in that one of the stories we figure out how Vader came with this castle. We everybody says, and I totally agree. 
Anakin, Vader wasn't born when he killed Mace Windu. Vader was born on Mustafar. Yeah. That's where he was born. He was still Anakin Skywalker until he had all his arms and legs chopped off. I said right. run Because they had already been chopped off. So he was born there. And obviously that's in Rogue, in Rogue One. He went back there to heal. And we know that that's he, he, I'm sure he was in some kind of battle or maybe something who knows but there's so much we're going to get I want to see the stuff I want to I want to I can't wait to read this um, oh, I, I mean I'm, I'm just looking at the covers right now one of them's got uh, Count Dooku and Obi-Wan the other one's got Han and Chewie uh, don't know how that works uh, the other one's got Yoda and then we've got Vader Sorry, uh, sorry, Vader with the, his face around the castle with a um, transport ship. Mm. Mm. I I like the idea of, and what's I love the idea of them taking this series and mm-hmm. really going against what the traditional comic book senses and almost going into this again i know you're not a big fan of this holiday scott but the holiday of halloween and uh taking almost like these really dark stories and telling them i'm gonna be honest with you i almost want it to be like dark shadows or like the twilight zone and have it be like these almost each series really breaks it down like welcome to the twilight zone and we really get like these dark almost sinister stories about Vader's castle in the darkness of Mustafar. And truly, I, I and you know what's kind of cool about it is I'm thinking of this entire series being along the lines of, like, the ghost of the true Anakin Skywalker that lingers through Mustafar and, and truly envelops himself within Vader's castle. And Vader is completely haunted by this ghost of Anakin that he truly was that continues to follow him. And as people come and they explore Vader's castle, looking for answers about where is Anakin Skywalker? Who has he become? They almost run into this ghost of Anakin Skywalker. That's almost spooky in a way. And maybe they run into Vader and they're slashed in half because they run into, it's almost like a Dracula story in a way, which is really cool. They go looking for answers and they don't come out alive. That's really great to see because that's how we always see Vader. It was, you know, going into A New Hope, it was like, oh, it's just this guy in a suit who's kind of a little bit menacing and is like this, is under Palpatine as his apprentice. Uh Uh-uh. There is so much more to Vader that they're exploring finally, especially after Rogue One in that one scene. They're not letting up now. They're just giving true dark side Vader stories to us in the canon. That's what I want to see from this is truly... Almost like a ghost story with who Anakin became and who are his victims along the way as they go to Vader's castle. Could we have like an episode of like Clue? Could we have like that play out inside of Vader's castle? He invites them all in and slowly, slowly but surely they're all one by one like eliminated. That one, uh, it's could be you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's old man Smithers. <laughs> Like Zoink Scoops, there's a Kyber Crystal. Kyber Crystal. <laughs> and then there's that motion, and it's like they're all running, and it's the same corridor, constantly. <laughs> Where do you think you're going, Shaggy? Zoinks. So, yeah. Jinkies. Um, uh, so, yeah, I like that idea. Like, you always know anyway that there's a ghost of Anakin always hunting over Beta. Yeah. Even uh, Lord's. Kind of covered it, yeah, a wee bit, and reading about the Stratford Throne, that was like that's what's going to be covered as well, which is because that book's closer to a new hope than it is to, yeah, yeah. I thought Anakin would have like been completely shredded by then, but you know, he was always conflicted, he was so then probably was that's why he could never truly do what he needed to do. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's fake. It's fake canon. You can't believe it's it. It's fake. It's fake canon. It's all legends. It's all true. All of it. <laughs> well, yes. 
So yes, um, I would like that. I like that idea. Like I, I like these kind of gothic stories. Yes, I don't like Halloween. We know that. But I quite like your idea, and I, I'm, I'm just going to stick with that idea as well. Scott's so, not a very big fan of pumpkins. No, although I did see quite a lot when I was over. Yeah, like, that's right. I was like, let's get me a, a bit of wood and fire. Let's set it off. Trust <laughs> mm, you. So the big thing that came out of Comic Con. Yes. The big thing. And we speculated, a lot of people speculated mm. that it was curious that you have a 10th year anniversary special panel and you've got Dave Floney there and, and hmm, interesting. And you don't just come to discuss mm. Star Wars uh, Star Wars mm. You come with something. So you got the montage of the first trailer that was played at Celebration years ago. Yep. And then we got to see some of the designs from that Dave Floyd had kept and Ashley Einstein had kept. Right. And then they ask him, oh, you got something else to show us. <laughs> He's yeah. like, well, and knowing Flory, I've seen him do this myself. He ha- he does do this. He's like, well, you know. And it's like, roll the clip. And <laughs> That's so great. What did we get? We got a nice trailer, and it was, yes. and it was, it was the storm, the clone troopers helmets, which I love that shot. Oh. And you just get the roll out and roll out and roll out and roll out and roll out, and all of a sudden, fire uh, all over the place, splatters. It's when an explosion, and then it starts with the Force Awakens music. Yes. Yes. And then it's another shot with a troop transport. Well, what are those called again? It's a, ones- it's a clone transport. Transport, yeah. And then we land and then we see Anakin Skywalker. And oh, no. Another clone trooper and someone else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the Anakin Skywalker is here to the exact same way that is Revenge of the Sith. And we are now heading Revenge of the Sith. Uh, close by and then we get that shot I love this shot and it's all the Republic ships ready to go to battle yes now some people say it's the Siege of Mandalore which I totally agree with Mm -hmm. and I think I've got a feeling that this is going to tie in with Ahsoka because the Ahsoka novel takes place there that's right And, and then it jumps to a war unfinished until now (laughs) <laughs> and then we cut to Obi-Wan and Anakin and then we get uh, Anakin's just stopped like shot Obi-Wan's face as well yeah. yeah and it's Ahsoka and we thought Ahsoka would never be back for Clone Wars like once that sixth season that obviously it. we got that was it into Rebels so we know something happened in the Rebels well we kind of knew she was in that area we knew Anakin had sort of right. and then it goes Star Wars Clone Wars what was the hashtag eh? Clone Wars saved. Saved. saved Clone Wars saved yeah and we're getting announced that it's coming to the streaming service is it next year? Yes. yeah and it's the final 12 episodes <sighs> so I'm going to ask is this four episodes of arcs or is this going to be like a three episode arc one episode yeah i think it's going to be four arc stories for 18 yeah yeah i i think the siege of mandalore is definitely itself either three or four episodes of that in terms of an arc you're gonna have to have and we discussed this of course before we hit the record button scott you're gonna have to have either two or three episode within that of an arc that concludes Anakin, you're you're gonna have yeah. to you're gonna have to touch upon that probably by the end of the Siege of Mandalore itself. That's when it's truly going to hit hard when he returns. Palpatine makes his final moves, and Anakin makes his decisions. Um, yeah. that that's that's a big piece of that arc. The other piece is we're getting a lot, even in this preview, of what's going on with the clones. That's how this entire thing opens up. I want to see. More specifically, and maybe they'll do this, maybe it will start with the Siege of Mandalore, we'll get the Anakin stuff, maybe this thing clo- ends off with 
what was that transition like from clones going from the Republic focus to the Empire? Because we get that in a lot of the novels. We get we get some of the talk of what did the clones actually go through when those changes were made? And do we mm-hmm. see Rex being, you know, going off and, and escaping everything? Um, we see, obviously, we're going to see stuff happen with Ahsoka, and we're going to see stuff mm-hmm. happen with Anakin. But I don't know if they'll do that specifically. I think this is truly... Because when you think about when this is concluding, we're also wrapping up Episode 9. This is fall of 2019. Episode 9 is right around the corner, and that's wrapping up as well. So I think Filoni and Lucasfilm really wants to put a a bow tie and just tie it and send it off in the mindset of, we got accomplished what we wanted to, we closed out... The, the newer trilogy, and that's done, and we finally closed out the Clone Wars, the stuff that happened during the prequel age. That includes the novels that we're getting. That includes 2019 truly is the year of concluding stories and moving on to the next ones. That is really, truly what is happening next year. And I feel that the Clone Wars, Scott, is going to do a nice job of doing that in a two to three episode arc in each yeah. one of those categories, probably. Yeah, I, I do. I agree. I agree, and I think despite I I said it to all of us in the group, but I think the last shot has to be episode three. Yes, yes, it has to be. You can't do it any other way. The Comores, uh style came out back when episode two, three. It did end with episode three. Yeah. So you have to end it with episode three. You have to end it with Anakin and Obi Wan going to see Palpatine. You have to see. Yeah. That. You do have to. Uh, yeah, you can't. You can't avoid that. You have to have that connect. Um, I can't wait. Mandal- series of Mandalore. I want to see it. Um, I think you're right. We kind of have to see Anakin. See his dark side. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen it yet much in the Clone Wars TV series. You saw the way, even when Ahsoka was wrongly accused of the Jedi bomber. You can yeah. see his dark side coming through, especially with uh, Ventress. Yes, yes. Uh, you saw it come through there, but that's because he had someone he cared about being in trouble. Yeah. The one thing I wonder if they'll bring up is Padme finding out she's pregnant. Yeah, her Maybe. first reactions before she tells Anakin. Yeah. This has all got to work together. It does. So you can't if you're doing this and you're closing it, you have to do it right. Um obviously we're not going to get Vengeance's death because that's been done. Yeah. You're not going to animate that. That that would just be a waste. Uh, well because he didn't know he was going to do it. He was still working on Rebels when that book came out. So we'll have to wait and see. But I I'm interested on when and where it comes out. Um, I don't know how it's going to be shown over here. Yeah. So I will have to, have to find it on the World Wide Web. www.com. You can find me here at finding out how to find Star Wars, the last Clone Wars TV series. That's just better, Josh, then, yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. There's just so much, like, how do you wrap it all up in all these episodes? It is a hard one because there's so much that you want to see closed. And Floney's a master at it. He is. He did it with, he did it with Rebels. He even brought stuff from Clomars over to Rebels. Yes, he did. Now, my friend Ross was asking me, or someone was asking, do you think we'll see Fron? He was around at that time. Yeah, I... No, I I think it does happen personally because of because of alliances. I think it makes a lot of sense that we read that book first and we see what that yeah. background looks like. And I don't need a, I don't need one whole episode on it. I just need to have a Thrawn appearance, a young Thrawn appearance where he just shows up. He's talking with Anakin. There's some there's some lingo discussion between what his plans are and what Anakin's plans are. What are the Jedi focused on right here? And maybe even Thrawn trying to get into the psyche of Anakin a little bit because that's truly what Thrawn does. And he was doing it before even the Empire understood what he truly was, which was mm-hmm. the ultimate manipulator at getting the information that he wants. 
So I think that there's a lot there that Thrawn kind of feeds off from Anakin, and that's why Thrawn Alliances is is going to be so important to what we see play out with this ending of the Clone Wars. And it's just so nice if they do make Thrawn a part of this, even for just a small bit, it connects the canon books with the animated yeah. TV shows and it connects it to the grand spectrum of the canonized Star Wars universe, which is something you and I thrive off of. Yes, we do. We do. Yeah, you've got to see that. I mean, that's big sight this week, so we'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that book. Which I'm just reading as well. It's which I had a funny feeling. It's going to be set between episodes. Uh, season three, season four of Rebel. So we'll finally see how Throm is able to deal with the aftermath of the the Rebels escaping and how he got yeah. in trouble. And, you know, maybe that's why he, uh, he sent with Vader, because we know Vader failed the Emperor as well. Yes, very true. Yeah. So, that's a good point. Mm. Yeah, so much to digest this week. I know it, it's it's gonna take a little bit of time, folks. Just just be prepared. We got we got a lot more talking episodes. I'm gonna break down a lot of the canon coming out. Yeah. So one last thing, and it's been reported, and it looks like it has been confirmed. But episode nine has started filming. Apparently, yes. Now there has been nothing to say. Usually, when a movie's starting to go to production, you usually do announce that who's in the cast. Right. Nobody's, there's been no release of a cast list or nothing. No. No, and this I'm, is this is kind of the J.J. Abrams style. We didn't get anything much with The Force Awakens except for kind of the, the essentials. We got the yeah. uh, Carrie Fisher, the Harrison Ford, the John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, and... Uh, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, uh discussion was thrown in there that he was going to make a quick appearance there and uh you know i think a lot of this is because of how the fandom has been more recently if they yeah. start releasing names the fandom's gonna find something wrong with it and jj is, is taking the smart step of saying guess what episode nine is filming we're in the process but you ain't, you ain't getting jack squat right now when it comes to who i'm working with which makes sense it, it does make well, sense right now possibly but i and they don't want to do it over Comic Con weekend because it will get up lost in the in the cycle right. of all the news. Right. Uh, Maybe we'll I see mean, something soon. That's that. That's how I look at it. All the news has been filtered out now. We we're not sure what New York Comic Con p- could pack up in. I don't think much now because we got it at San Diego. So yeah. now the the episode nine talk is going to start and talk of whatever else J.J. Uh, Abrams has planned with this film. You're going to get a lot of the rumors and stuff, but. We are, obviously we we got the announcement of Carrie Russell uh, being part of nice. the uh, episode nine. I think we're going to get a lot of the alternative players and the the names that we don't usually associate with Star Wars. It's what happened with the Last Jedi too. Early on, we got Benicio del Toro's name thrown out there that he was going to be in episode nine. So they're going to put out the names that we're not used to being in the Star Wars universe first, and then I think you'll start seeing the IMDb page starting to be updated. With the names because they've spoiled it in the past. Kelly Marie Tran's yeah. character, that name was up on the IMDb site before even uh, Ryan Johnson came out and said that Kelly Marie Tran was going to be in it. So yeah. you're going to get those tidbits here and there, and there's going to be a lot of speculation around those. Yeah, I hear Billy D. Williams is back as well. Yeah, they'll be, and it hasn't been updated on IMDb yet. So yeah. we'll see what happens. I have a feeling that one will be up very soon. Yeah, I, I do feel that Mark Hamill will show up in episode nine somewhere. Not and not just a robe. <laughs> not, not just, just an robe. empty robe. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's an episode nine. He, yeah. You don't uh, you don't do you don't you know what he's like. He messes about and if he's if he's putting up a just a robe, you know he's an episode nine. You, how, you great, know what? how great would it be if, if JJ has Luke show up and and Ray's like in the middle of training or something and it's. <laughs> It's Luke Skywalker showing up, and it's like, ooh, <laughs> he would totally <laughs> do that. <laughs> he would tot- Luke would totally do something like that just to throw Ray off. Uh, well, it depends how grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be grumpy as a Force Ghost. We know it. Yeah, ooh, Skywalker. <laughs> um, how I've missed you. 
oh, let me put your hand. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's there's so much that's happened, and uh, we're we're going to have to digest. I guess it, you're right. <laughs> what was that? I, 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 <laughs> I can't even say anything even close to the microphone because that was hilarious. Yes, 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 that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. So, yes, we've got so much to digest. It's just going to be so much that I'm going to like not get any sleep. Um, but to, to wrap up the up, um, to go back to John Schnipp, um, he's one that's he's inspired me to, to be more myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's inspired me to not let anybody tell you that you're things are crap he knows he knew himself that things are crap he, he had different values of Batman v Superman I, I enjoyed it um, and you know he he's a pillar with deep community why yep. do you keep doing that <laughs> sorry <laughs> for people who, who can't see it, I, I i don't mean to interrupt it scott I, i'm sorry it's the microphone there's a kid screaming outside so i have to adjust my microphone so that you can't hear the kids screaming outside i was in deep thought and you know no. no. um, <laughs> but you know he he's one of the best and um as we said at the start of the show he, he, there's nothing you can't replace this guy. That's and true. He, he, everybody that you see online is, you know, saying because of John they've got got into comics. Because of John, for me and for you, we met through Collider. Yeah, that's right. Um, we did. We did, and he also he he's he made me love comics more. Yeah, I he agree. Made, he he would go. Pick this up. Have a look at this. You know, he would always recommend stuff, and even some of his best episodes of Hero. Um, one of them is totally infamous. It's the Adley <laughs> Ard- is it Ardley Shunkar? Yes, it is. With John and like Cam next on her. It's crazy what they watch because of the dead air that's on the screen. Oh yeah. Uh, um, you can see Schnitt just kind of like. For people who can't see me, there's an episode of like movie talk where he's just sat and not saying a word for a couple of minutes. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that one, yeah. Yeah, the day after. So, uh, yeah. So, as we said, Schnitt, you're one of the one of the best guys out there, and we never met, we never spoke, um, but to me, you've inspired me to keep enjoying the love, the stuff that I love, and. Uh, as I said, you're the king of the space. He'll be missed going forward, and Epic City Blockade will always find a way to make our great tribute to the great John Schnepp and make sure that uh, sweaties and uh, keeping those towels nice and clean for the sweat that drips from our heads when it comes to the nerdum. Because there's, there's a lot. <laughs> I don't there's think people know. I am currently sweating like crazy talking about Clone Wars stuff, so... Good man. Get Robin some towels. Sweaty towels, I say. Sweaty yes, towels. that's right. So, it's that time of the show. Oh, really? Yes, and it's that little thing we like to call. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Scott just did the best thing. He's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's blood time. It's blood time. What is it called? It's, it's blood, blood time. time. It's like, Blood time, blood time. Not blood time. Blood time. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Robinville, where can the good people find you across the World Wide Web? Oh, they can find me not saying blood time, but plug time across the interwebs by following me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Brick City Blockade's over there as well at Brick City SWPC, www.brickcityblockade, and make sure to friend me over on Facebook for all my tomfoolery and everything tributing the great John Schnepp. And for me, you can find me on Facebook at Scott Inch or on Twitter at Scott Inch 85. And also, please, as I said earlier, please go over to the GoFundMe page for John Schnepp and donate yes. to help Holly with the medical bills or anything. You can forget about that 
latte that Robin has and put towards five dollars or ten dollars, even if it's a buck, towards helping out. Yeah, yeah. And as we always say, may the, the force be with, with you. You always. Let's try that again. Yes, may the force be with you always. <laughs>